Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm the game in your wish list that will never go on sale. Just sits there and sits there. Sits there. That was me for Mech Warrior, man. I was just like, is this game ever going to go on sale? And even during the summer sale, it didn't. I was like, what the fuck? But, talking about Maguire 5, the one that we're playing? Yeah, one we're ever playing. Huh. A uh, little update on that. We decided to do a second week. Not because we didn't play it, uh, because we were. I think we're enjoying it, or at least we want to flesh it out a little more. So we're going to go second week. I'm enjoying week it a lot. Yeah. Uh, are yeah. you playing? Well, let's wait until next week, right? Um, the other thing, and then right after that, we're going to skip the game of the week because, or... Um, kind of shoehorn yeah, assigned game of the week yeah assigned a game of the week because cricket soldier being in our third tier i believe it's our third tier uh yeah. pat- patron he gets to choose a game i would say once a year for us to review and this time he picked a free game on epic launcher called rogue company i believe i don't know obviously it's a well i'm going by the, the by the name i think it's a fucking uh shooter is that what it is, Nick? Do you have any idea? I, I think it's a shooter. To be honest, I do not know. Yeah. So we'll go. We'll be going into that completely blind. So that will be one week from now. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. From um. Now. Just a heads up. If anyone does, you know, uh, do the same thing uh, that Cricket did, uh, you don't have to choose a free game. Um. But we it does. We we do have to play the game for a, a, quite a bit just to kind of you know provide a good enough response and a good enough like uh like full review i guess you can say um yeah some games we can't obviously review in a week like if it's horizon zero dawn it's like a 20 hour game so but if it's something short then totally yep uh you know just ideas throwing them out there you can pick your favorite game and see what we really think about it um yeah or Maybe something you're not sure if it's right for you. You can get three different perspectives. But you can find yeah. that on our Patreon, which Patreon, which you can find by going to our website, dlgaming.net. Right there, you can find all things DLG. And uh, let's talk about some video games. Yeah, let's do totally. it. Yeah. So let's move to our on-the-radar section, so games that have come to our attention this week. Uh, I want to start off by bringing up Darkest Dungeon 2. So there was an article on Forbes that I was reading today, and it had quite a few details about the upcoming Darkest Dungeon 2 game. Now, just a reminder, this game is going to be coming out in 2021, early access, exclusive to the Epic Game Store. What is it? For Sorry. a year. When? Uh, 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, re- just real quick, um, the history of Darkest Dungeon with the DLG. This game came out around the time, the first one, around the time we, maybe the second year we were going? 2015. So, yeah. yeah. And um, we loved, I mean, we all loved it. Every We played the shit out of it. We got the, uh, we got their CEO on the line, the lead developer actually. Um, and we talked to him. We, we, it was a terrible, terrible interview. Chad and I were shit face drunk. I'm still embarrassed. I never want to go back and listen to it. Uh, if you wanted to like, like bear spray me or mace me, you could just put that audio on and I will run away. I'll run away. <laughs> There's, I, it's an infinite attack against me. Um, but I can't stress enough. This is probably one of our top five games of all time as a DLG collective, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are my all-time game? favorite games? Do you have? Do you have? How much have you played, Nick? 
Uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, but as far as like my history with it, I uh, I went to like a PlayStation conference in San Francisco, like uh, about a year before I left to the military. And me and my buddy were just walking around, and the lines for everything were just so fucking long. Because like Battlefront, uh, Battlefront just came out. For Honor was being tested there. PSVR was being tested, and like. It was like a legit 30-minute wait for any game you wanted to play. Yeah. And so we saw a stand with no fucking line. We were like, oh, let's just go to that one, right? And it was Darkest Dungeon. And these dudes, like, the smallest fucking stand, not no sign. Like, maybe, I think they just had, like, business cards. And I got to play the game for, like, a, a solid hour. And I was like, oh, this is this is going to be legit, man. Like, this is going to sell pretty well. And yeah. where we're at now. Yeah. For sure. Uh, that reminds me, when I was, I want to say it was E3. I was at E3, and Larian Studios was trying to promote this little game called uh, Divinity Original Sin. They had they had a full area with, like, hay bales, and they had an artist, and he was drawing things. Zero people, guys. Zero people in the, um, about, about the size of two of my garages, Bobby, like, uh, including this room, like two of them. And they had a, a white picket fence around it. Like they tried really hard, zero people. And I went in there and I was like, this game looks legit. Like, but I know it was going to end up being fucking one of the best games ever, but crazy, man. It, it's, it's funny. You can find some hidden gems in those small booths. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah, we're going to set up a little DLG. All we're going to have is like one hat between all three of us just sitting there and business cards. <laughs> People are going to be like, what do you guys do? (laughs) Anything you want. Anything you want for listens. Uh, All right. So there is a podcast where you can get all the details and listen to the conversation with uh, two developers from uh, Red Hook Hook Games. Uh, And they talk about this, but the article does a good job of summing it up and outlining the more important things. So they said there were going to be big changes. We knew this was going to change quite a bit from the original game. Which is exciting, but also uh, a little concerning because the first one was just so perfect. But I'm glad they're doing something different and not more of the same. So here's some of the big changes that I noticed. So first of all, it's not going to, it's going to be like Oregon Trail, they said. You are going to be taking a party across a map to a destination at the end. Um, and you are only going to have four characters. So you would build up a roster of like 30, 40 characters yeah. in the original one, choose which ones to go. And, uh, you'd go to these different dungeons in different areas and progress further and further in each dungeon until you beat the boss, uh, of that area. Um, but in this one, it's just like, nope, you're working w- your way across the map, but different things could happen along your na- uh, on, along your way. It's procedurally generated sounds a little bit like FTL almost, where yeah, you're yeah, yeah. working your way yeah, left to right. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds oh, yeah. cool. Uh, such a good game. Very quickly, though, it almost seems like the opposite. Well, strategy. The first game, you really had, it was a big pill to swallow was that your, your guys, you have to accept that they're expendable and just let them die and let mm-hmm. them go. Let them go crazy. Whatever it is, you just gotta let them go. You name don't even attached. name them. You can't get attached because they're gonna die. You can't you can't spend all your resources because that's the thing I made mistake of for like the six first six months of playing it was like <laughs> for six I would, months. <laughs> oh dude, I'm not smart. Come on, let's be honest here. Mimi no smart, Mimi brain no work good. 
uh, it, dude, it, I would like try so hard to keep one of my one of my guys alive. I'd spend so much like currency on him and shit, and nothing like he would always die. And I would get so mad that he would die. I would just start over. Yeah. You, well, I don't know what's going to happen if you only have four characters. What happens if one of those characters die? Do you have to do the rest of the mission with three? Can you pick up someone along the way? I'm not sure how I mean, they're going like, to do that. We'll we'll see though. But what I'm saying is like now it sounds like you have to take care of these guys way more well there's a big another big change that they mentioned here too so in the original darkest dungeon your characters would get diseases they'd also get buffs too but they'd get diseases you'd have to put them in the monastery or the bar or something and it would cure them of that or uh it afflictions yeah, well, you, yeah. you had to put them in a certain area that would get rid of the negative right. afflictions, but then you also had to reduce their stress by putting them in different areas as well. So this, I guess they're getting rid of that in the second game, and they're going to have a system where the heroes interact with each other, mm. and they have... Ooh. You have to manage the relationships between the characters. There was a little bit of that at the campfires, right? In the first mm-hmm. game? Yeah, some characters would interact with each other. Yeah. Well, you could do something ways. that would buff one character and then stress out all the other ones. Yeah. Or uh, the characters, when they reached a stress level, they would have this breaking point and they could either go one way or the other. It could be a good or a bad thing, a trait that they would get. But yeah, so there's going to be something to do with it. It sounds like they're really changing some of the core mechanics of the first game. It's going to be a very different game. Graphically, it looks great. It, yeah. I'm just gonna be interested, like like you said. I wonder if you do, if you die, it's gonna be like Argon Shell three or two, where you can pick somebody up later. I would imagine so, but but, I, but it's I all procedurally cool. generated. Maybe you just don't yeah. roll those dice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there is going to be yeah. stuff that carries through each playthrough. So if you die, of course you lose all your progress, but maybe you get some currency that you can spend on some buffs that you can apply to your your metal uh, wheels. Yeah, like your. Uh, runs that you do afterwards yeah so yeah it it was cool to finally get some details on this i know it's getting pretty close because they said 2021 and it is going to be early access and that worked out so well for them last time you know early access can be kind of a weird thing but there's some really big success stories with that and darkest dungeon is definitely one of them good pick bobby thanks for coming with the new info i was looking forward to that i think i'm gonna call it right now you're going to be only going to be able to play with four people, but your roster of characters every time you progress or even lose or win is going to get bigger like, because like the dynamics and the character variation of the first game, I don't think they can really be super successful again unless they have that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like um, the available people you could take with you is going to expand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Making it it even more roguelike-y. Yeah, and they said the turn-based combat's going to remain about the same. Oh, okay. Cool, man. I'm excited. Bobby, did you listen to the podcast or no? No. No, I just found out about this recently. I read the article just today. Oh, cool. Um, All right. I threw some games up here at the very last minute, but here we are. Um, Lost Ark has... um, well, it's an action RPG like uh, Diablo. Um, what's the free one, Bobby? That's um, Path of Exile. Path of Exile. Exile. So this is a free to play one as well. It's a Amazon game. It has overwhelmingly positive, a uh, thousand reviews, but there's no demo, and it's not available. So I'm not sure 
what is going on, how they, how it got it as a review. Maybe, yeah, maybe it had a um, a small release for a, a free weekend or something like that, uh, which I missed. Yeah, maybe a but beta. graphically, it looks fantastic. Um, way, way better than Path of Exile. Um, uh, I hope they pull it off. Yeah, I'm always down for action RPG. The I wish they would charge something. It being free to play kind of scares me. Um, Isn't it twenty five bucks? Oh, for the founders pack. Yeah, for the founders pack. But I've played free. Like Path of Exile is free, and it is a good ARPG. So it can be done. Um, I hope that it's good. Hmm. I, I, you know, I always like those games, but I feel like everybody is either in one camp or the other. They're like, Path of Exile is free. It's one of like so expensive. It's so customizable. The one thing that pisses me off about those games, and it's like, it's unfortunately most of the time with RPGs is like you get the super sweaty people that are like, oh, jump tornado build is the best. And then you spend like 30 fucking hours grinding for a cer- like certain headdress that it makes your like tornado spin twice as fast. Right. And like, it, it just doesn't become fun because if you play with friends or like you play with like, you obviously try to beat the game in the hardest mode you can, or like, well, that's what I at least I try to do in Diablo. So we try to get to higher, higher levels and shit, and we get to like crazy levels to the point where like it you cannot progress unless you go with like a meta build, and it's it's just like I was I was I did some like reading up and looking up on EverQuest, and it's one of the games that builds were essentially. There were some good ones and some bad ones, but it really depended on the skill of the player of determining how good and effective you were. Yeah. it w- The game was so hard, man. Uh, it's the hardest game I've ever played, for sure. But this and does look good. This is coming out December 31st, 2021, the last day of 2021. Which I kind of feel like it's not going to make it. <laughs> what do you think? If they, if they delay it one day, it goes right into 2022. I don't know. It's time for a good ARPG. Guys, it is. Uh, JP and I played one all the way through or earlier this year or earlier last year. Um, I forget. It had great graphics, but it was really buggy. I forgot the name of it, though. I think it was like 20 or $30. But I'm just rambling. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, so this week on the 14th is the release of Total War, The Silence and the Fury. Uh, it's a final DLC for the second game. Uh, essentially this is like the beta test for the third one. Uh, they've introduced like characters that can just fly and don't need a mount anymore, which is like a big deal. Um, they've revealed a bunch of the new units. Uh, every, essentially all the information is out now and we're just waiting for the game to come out or the DLC to come out. It's on sale for a dollar off. It's only eight ninety nine. Um, if you love total war, uh, this is probably one of the best times to pick it up is, is like, uh, this like end of the site life cycle for the game for total war warhammer two, because everything's on sale for the first and second game. Um, like normally both games and all the DLC together, something like 300 and something dollars, but like on sale, I think it went down to 79 99 for everything. So, um, definitely some unique stuff, a rework for two races and, uh, just really, really, uh, expands the game. Makes me want to play, races that I've already played over 200 hours of and makes me want to play them some more. So, so, uh, yeah. Nick, the, um, part three, is it on the same engine? 
Yeah, so it so the Total War has been on the same engine for the longest time. It gets like minor and major tweaks. So the engine that's current, like the most modern engine, is the Total War Troy engine. Um, however, this is still using the Total War Warhammer Two engine, um, but it's been tweaked and changed um, to essentially affect to like keep things. How do I say this? Like feeling the same. Because yeah. remaking the final game, because they all connect, that if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, whatever races you got in the first game, whatever races you got in the second game, you get in the third game. And the map it, and all the locations and all the cities and everything are in the third game as well from the first and second game. And is there a graphics overhaul on the third one? Like, is it going to be way better or is this like a minor improvement, if anything? I, what people have said, like... As far as playing it right now, it's like a twenty percent upgrade. Okay. Um, there's like better animations and things like that, but for the most part, it's just like a, a shinier version of the second one. Gotcha. Um, I'm just liking it because of like the setting. It takes place in the Chaos Wastes, which if you played uh, Vermintide, you get to go to, and uh, it's all about chaos, and, and that's the team I play on the tabletop. So cool. Yeah. All right, July fourteenth. Yep. Okay. Another game I wanted to mention is called Space Punks. So, this one is a looter shooter, but it is an isometric point of view. So, think Diablo or Path of Exile, like that. Mm. And it's a shooter game with lots of different classes, and it's got a very Borderlands style and attitude to it. But from this angle, I don't know if I've ever seen a looter shooter from this angle like that. I don't like think it, so either. It's almost like a twin That's stick really shooter weird. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was kind of uh, intrigued by this just because I, I haven't seen it done quite like that. But who knows? Could be good. Uh, it is not out yet. It's coming out soon, uh, exclusive to the Epic Games Store. Um, I don't think they have a release date yet. This looks pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, and it's by Flying uh, Flying Hog. Flying Wild Hog, excuse me. So this is the developer that made... What was that Samurai Ninja one? Oh. The remake of the old... Zekiru? No. Yeah, the turn-based uh, tactical. Oh. One. oh. All right, guys, you're killing know. me. I got to look it up now. I don't know. You, you guys wouldn't know this game. Oh. Because I don't think you're not cool enough to know. (laughs) Um, I I don't think these are not kind of games. Shadow Warrior. Oh, Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior Three. Yeah, and they also made another. He's a ninja. He's not a samurai. You threw me right off. Yeah, right off at the beginning, Bobby. Blame us. You're killing me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They also made a game called Hard Reset. That was an interesting first-person shooter from a while back, but it wasn't a very big game. Did they also make Blue State? Was that them too? I don't think so. Blue State was that one with the light gun, right? I don't know. But it really feels like the comedy was like right. It's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Over the top stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a pretty good developer there and an interesting concept. Yeah. Could it's so cool. funny, dude. Just changing the perspective, like the physical perspective, like where you're looking at it from, can change. It changes so much about a game. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, you could take exactly Borderlands, put it into this, 
was basically what they did. And it might be better than Borderlands 3, you know? It, it, all it, all you did was make it a twin-stick shooter, which are inherently fucking fun. But so is headshots. Headshots are fun, too, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, the video of Doom, the newest Doom, when you uh, make the camera not first person? No. So you look at Doom Guy, right? And you look at these huge demons... And these huge demons, they're like 20 feet tall, and Doom Guy's like six foot, right? Well, because everything's so fast-paced, like the game is so fast-paced, when you look at the when you look at the gameplay, Doom Guy's running like 80 miles an hour. Oh, really? Like he, <laughs> he's like jumping around like 30, 40 feet. Like, if we can bring up like a YouTube link of just like uh, like Doom, Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal... Uh, not FPS. Uh, it is hilarious because he's just like jumping around and he's like super fucking fast. Because the, en- the uh, environment, right? Yeah, because the yeah the exactly the engine need it, obviously they want Doom, they want Doom to be a certain pace. But the thing is the ratios of like how big people are, there he is. But he's like super fucking fast. Yeah, his legs are fucking going, dude. They have fucking yeah. blur. They have a blur effect on them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. And like, there's some animations that are a little funky because you're not meant to see them, right? Um, right. And it's like a, it's like if you ever look at Call of Duty Four when you when your character shoots, everyone looks like it's it's shooting from like the gun itself, but the engine is shooting from your uh, your chin. Oh, yeah, like your character, the bottom of your character's head, and so it's it. All that kind of shit, like when you're not supposed to see it, it's so funny. Like when you're talking about changing angles and shit. I'm surprised he even has legs. Like why they even put legs in there? Why isn't it just a floating torso? Well, imagine for multiplayer, you got to have that. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yep. Yeah. And then the loading screens, you see them too. So you see the full model and everything. Like you see, you can change the outfits and everything for them. So what's Darkwood, Um, Bobby or Nick? So speaking of isometric games, uh, this is a game from 2017. Uh, you know, and on the radar is not necessarily for new games. It's just games that we hear about or discover. And uh, as an avid person that likes to waste his time on YouTube while waiting for his friends to come on or at work and you have nothing much to do at work, um, I heard of this game from a guy that reviews games. And so the way he, he says the genre of it is morbid fairy tale. Okay. It looks creepy. None of the man. characters have names. They just have like uh like what is it called? Like uh when you're an actor and oh like they're all roles in a play. Okay. Um so you play as the stranger and you're a extremely disfigured uh person. Uh this takes place in Poland and it's got a great reviews, it's at ninety seven percent for recent, and then all reviews it's at ninety four percent. Um this is a game that is a horror game, but it doesn't really have jump scares. It's um, it's a game where you you survive day and night cycles. Eventually, when you survive enough day and night cycles, or you find what you're looking for in enough day and night cycles, you uh, you can escape uh, and then start chapter two. And chapter two is you know the the game split up in two chapters. Um, the uh apparently the nighttime is so scary that most people don't even try to exit 
the the your like your little your little shack that you live in, um, and like it's just not recommended. Like yeah. apparently it's terrifying. That's kind of like me but, and uh, uh, Dying Light. Same shit. Yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not um, going out there. Fuck that, dude. There's a bed right here. Why would I go out there? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Nick, I might have this. Um, I think I played it for like ten minutes. So check my uh, if we have Steam Share, you might be able to play it off of there. Yeah, I, I feel like we've I'm talked about this. Check it out. Yeah. Like yeah, in the I'm first, like, check it out. In the first few minutes, I had to like kill a dog that was suffering. It was bad. Um, yeah, the game that I was talking current. about earlier, the ARPG, uh, JD came through. It's Wolson. That's a pretty good uh, ARPG if you're looking for one. Oh, yeah, Wolson. Yep. Kind of janky, but overall a good time. I mean, we finished it, so that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What's Underwater Space, Bobby? Underwater Space is just a game that I thought looked cool. <laughs> There's not really mu- much else to it. This game is not out yet. Although if you if you look on Steam, they do have a page up and it's just an underwater game that looks a little bit like uh, Subnautica in a way, except it's not it's classified as an action adventure game. But from the description that I was reading, there is some survival mechanics to it. It sounds like base building as well. Um, but it just looks really cool. I mean, you're underwater. I'm always fascinated by underwater. There's giant creatures that come out and attack you and you fight with. Um, you build up a base, you collect resources. It looks like you're doing some sort of research in there. Yeah, not a whole lot is is really specified about this game. No release date or anything and not uh, some pretty generic details. But from all the visuals that they put up, the video, the gameplay, and the screenshots... I really like the looks of it. Have you, um, this game looks really pretty and I think it looks like a better graphic Subnautica in a lot of ways. Well, it can Have be deceptive, ever... right? Because you, you look at the screenshots and they look great, but then when you see them in motion, sometimes they're not always that great. Yeah. That's unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation when it comes to game development. Um, I wonder if like they're going to show like an actual, like full gameplay of the game, like on like a stable version of the game. Like, cause I've seen so many shit, like so much shit on steam, especially where it's like, this game looks amazing. And then it comes out. You're like, what is it? This doesn't look anything like the videos. So, yeah. Um, so outside of games, cause we have to kill time because Amelia has gone. Um, have you ever seen the live stream of the, um, I think it's like one of the UCs in California has like a, a deep sea diving project. And it's like a 24-hour live stream of like a remote sub that they have. And they just go to like the darkest and like dankest parts of the ocean and like just observe sea life down there. I have not heard of that. Um, yeah, and it's like a 24-hour live stream. And they like they discover shit all the time. Like mm. uh, I think one of the recent discoveries, uh, it's called a five-gill shark. Oh, I saw it, shark- dude. You saw it? Six gills, I think it had. Yeah, it's 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 something really it's like a really weird shark because like it looks like it has no like no texture on its skin. Like it looks like it's just loading and it just chills in like the darkest parts of the ocean and fucking eats dead shit. And it, it 
It, they just have cool shit like that just all the time. I think they and guessed they, that it was really, really old, too. I think yeah, it was, it was kind, like 111 years old or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some absurd number for a fucking glorified giant fish. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, man. You should check it out. Bobby. I'll find it out and I'll send it to you. Hmm. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, I like to tell this story just because I know that it's true. I don't know if it's Hollywood hoax or not hoax, but just like myth. But apparently James Cameron just wanted to dive down and go look at the Titanic, but he didn't want to pay for it. So he wrote Titanic just so that he could have Universal pay for the bill to go down there. And I heard that as well. I think that's either a wives tale. I I think it's true, dude, because the game, the, the game, the movie ends with like just shots of it down there or begins. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah, there's, like, submarine shots of they went down there and, like, got those shots. And he's been yeah. down to the Mariana Trench. He's been down at the very, very bottom, too. He's, like, you know, really. And he also wrote The Abyss and directed it, right? So he's, like, way into sea life and shit. Yeah. I the mean, mysteries. they said he went down to, uh, like, super far again and spent a shit ton of time down there for Avatar. But... That that whole thing, I don't know if you heard about it like two weeks ago, what they said about the Avatar series. I heard that two and three are in the can. They're just editing at this point, right? Yes. So he wants to make five to seven movies, but apparently uh, whatever production company it is doesn't want to pay for it. Mm. So one of the movies is being replaced by a game. What? And it's supposedly canon. So I'm just like, okay, that's kind of weird. Huh, that's weird. Huh. I can't yeah. wait, man. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's in my top like five, top three, something like that. Um, I have <laughs> Gladiator Guild Manager. I keep trying to get – this is like the third game if I try this game out. There's a demo, actually. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot where, you know, you have a stable of gladiators. You manage them, and you put them in fights, and – Hopefully it's not like Darkest Dungeon where you just feed them to the literally feed them to the lions and uh, try to make money that way. Uh, but you know, you uh, bring them up, you level them up, you get gear, spend the money, all that stuff. And I've always thought the concept of this is fucking sweet. Um, somebody bought me one. Um, I forget who it was, but it was a little too more on the sim side of it. It was just like spreadsheets and numbers and shit. Was it like the Roman one where it's like kind of set in Roman times and it's kind of like high def graphics and shit? High def? No. Uh, the yeah. What I got was barely any graphics. Yeah, I remember that. Oh. Age of Gladiator, I think it's called. Age of Gladiators, I think it is. But anyway, it was, it was just too much, more, too much on the number side and a little too serious. Yeah. Or maybe it was just too hard for me. Uh, yeah. There, there, there used to be one for PlayStation like just ago. And I, I, you know, when you're dumb and a kid, and you go to like the rent a rent a game fucking area in like your local blockbuster, I saw this game. I'm like, oh, cool! You can be a gladiator, and it was a fucking gladiator like, like, like game where like, like exactly like this, where like you keep a stable of gladiators, and then you could fight in the arena, and then you would play in third person, and you could only control some of their actions. And uh, it was it was just really weird. So when I saw this, I was like. This, uh, I'm talking about uh, Gladiator, Age of Gladiators here. I was like, oh, this is my shit. But there's no, you don't get to see the fights play out. It's kind of like just simulated, right? You can hear it in the background or whatever. And this, you know, there's actually a, like 
a gladiator arena and you could pitch them and their little cartoon bitman and you could watch it fight uh play out i don't know if you can take control of one of the guys but i i almost don't want to i feel like i would affect it and yeah i just want to watch him play out this is kind of like you never had any interest in that boxing game that was like this like a sim management boxing game no the one that you liked a lot right mm-hmm. uh punch, punch has a sim mode punch too, but they yeah. ain't never gonna make one of those I said Fight Night. Remember Fight Night on PlayStation? No. They, the the uh, the it was like the most popular boxing game made by EA. Like it had they had all the real boxers and everything. Um, I just remember that one on Sega Saturn with uh, Afro Thunder. What was that one? That's the only boxing game I ever really played. Well, <laughs> oh, Mike Mike, Mike Tyson's Tyson. punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, but, so. Uh, yeah, this looks like it's going to be the nice mix of action and the uh business side of it so well, based on the graphics which are very cartoonish i would assume this is going to be a little easier to understand yeah a little more accessible i mean the other one dude it was like upkeep costs um food medicine um repairs or like repairing the people afterwards ancient Down- roman medicine yeah downtime downtime because like they have to heal up so you got to put in other people and it was just it's just numbers it's just like a bunch of mm-hmm. it was too too deep too deep for emilio but uh hopefully this is the one this is the one i have high hopes all right yeah hopefully all right well let's talk about the games that we've been playing here i just really wanted to touch on battlefront 2 because i've been playing more of the single player and i'm actually getting very close to beating it and i think i've i'm able to articulate why the single player is no good <laughs> it, it really isn't good man. so what what they do in the single player I've, I've played a lot of it now so i can definitively state this um you go into each map and it really doesn't matter what guns you take or what character you're playing um there's no progression through the single player it's just they'll take you to one area and they say okay you're playing as lando calrissian for this one um, you'll use all, all his abilities or whatever. Uh, but it's not like you unlock something and then you become stronger in the next mission. No, the next mission, you're back to playing Aiden Versio. And you can choose which weapons you want to use or which cards. But it doesn't make much of a difference because all you're doing is just shooting people in the head. Uh, and then the mission after that, you're playing as Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber, which is kind of cool. But it's almost like it's sampling you. It, 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 I feel like it's one big tutorial. Because now that I've played through most of the single player, I've really played a lot of the different characters. And I've gotten used to how they work. But there's no, like, through line. I, there is a, a decent story to it all. Um, the story is not bad, but you can the story is always secondary, right? Like we're more concerned with, is the game itself fun? fun. Yeah. If the game's not fun and the story's good, who cares? What's the fun factor, Bobby? Uh, in the, the single player, like zero, man, like so, it's, it's not really fun at all. It's a great way to get introduced to all the different characters, but you could do that in the battle scenarios or just playing multiplayer or co-op mode. Would you say that they should have released this without the single player? Do you think it hurt more than helped or? No, no, I think it was fine. The the thing is the single player, which, you know, has a decent story, but shitty gameplay. It doesn't matter because the whole controversy with the loot boxes just surrounded mm-hmm. this game. Like that's what this game was about. So I thought, you know, now that the dust is settled, let's discover the single player. Maybe there's something good there that 
was overlooked because everyone was so concerned about everything else, the loot boxes. Uh, but there wasn't. It's not good. It's not Jedi Fallen Order. If you want a good, uh, the more I play it, the more I want to play Jedi Fallen Order again. I made it 60 to 70% of the way through Fallen Order and never beat it. Um, People keep saying how good it is, too. They're, they're it it came up it. again on our Discord yeah. server. Yeah. And it I, I've really, never played it either. I want to play. I mean, I played a tiny bit of it. I didn't actually do the full playthrough. I yeah. Kind of I, well, up. sometimes people compare it to Dark, Stool, Dark Souls because it's got that open area and you basically have like campfires where you can rest at and, and save, but it's not nearly as hard. But what's great about that is, and I haven't played Rogue Squadron either, which I want to check out, but those games, they have, prog- you start off at the beginning of the game and then you build up right. your powers and you get more abilities and you unlock things and you, you feel like you're accomplishing stuff. So by the time you get to the late game, especially in Fallen Order, great boss fights in that. The saber duels were great. Um, but by the time you get to the end of the game, you feel like, you know, you, you've been working on something. You, you're going somewhere. But God, Battlefront 2, the single player is just so like... I don't know. It, the, there's Lame. none of that. None of that at all. There's yeah. no progression. To be fair, it was their. It wasn't their main goal. It was just kind of something tacked on so they could say that there was a first person. Yeah, I guess they had to put it there, play. but they, they could have done a lot more with it. I feel like they could have done some really cool stuff with it, but then it would have been a different game. Here's the crazy thing, too. Um, everyone, I don't think. That single player sold any more copies. No, yeah, it was mostly so. about the multiplayer. So it would have been better if they would have taken all of that effort and put it into the original game. Yeah, but how much effort was it, honestly? I don't know. But here's the thing, too. Like, people like to bag on the multiplayer of Battlefront 2, which, you know, it probably deserves it. Um, I don't think, if you go back to the original on, Battlefront game, you've been playing it every week. It's fun. Just say it's fun. Um,. Come on, dude! What are you doing? Then you've been. What have you been doing? Crying at your keyboard these last five weeks? Yourself. You're just crying. No, like no, this the, is terrible. But I'm gonna keep no, going. The, the fact that I've been playing or I've been choosing to play this game is not in any way to be misconstrued as this is a good game. <laughs> because what's been happening, dude, is I'm trying to cram a semester's worth of chemistry in my brain within two months. I'm spending yeah. literally five hours a day or more on chemistry. And like at the end of the days, my brain, I get the, the headaches where it feels like there's a band around your head and it's squeezing. Like you, you feel it from every angle. It's kind of weird. It doesn't hurt that much. I feel like it's my brain growing. <laughs> yeah. Like my brain is getting so big. It's trying to burst out of my head. And the only way I can alleviate that is to do something so mindless <laughs> that it doesn't right, revolve Mandark. any wheels turning. Yeah. And apparently Battlefront 2 is like the perfect pain It's a remedy. Killer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... So if you've got like six brain cells you're, that you're working on, then yes, check yeah, out Battlefront 2. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so let me catch everybody up. Bobby is do not, he's not recommending this game. What he's saying is, if your brain hurts from thinking, play this and it, it will alleviate... <laughs> the busyness in uh, your head. Yeah. Um, I mean, because the last thing I want to do at the end of my day is like learn, like play a game that requires me to read or learn or right, right, figure right. something out. Like, no, I just, I want to click, click on buttons and watch head explode. You know, that's, that's it. But, but yeah, the, the single player, uh, it, it, it sucks. But here's the thing that I was saying, like, so we, we rag on battlefront too. It, not a great game, but were the original Battlefront games 
any better? I don't think yes. so. I remember. Yes. I, rem- I remember when I didn't play them, but I remember that they had a super strong following. The they original, were huge. Yeah. But of course, this is back in 2003 and 2005. Right. I think these games came out. Um, but recently, Battlefront 2 came back to Steam and a lot of people started playing it uh, again, playing the multiplayer. And I jumped in there and I played a little bit of Battlefront back when they came out 15, 20 years ago. And back then, maybe it was cool, but by today's standards, it's almost exactly the same as the new Battlefront 2. Like, it's just kind of mindless, jump in there, shoot shoot at yeah. a bunch of people, die sometimes, respawn. It's all about putting you in the universe. Think about, like... Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's Star Wars, man. Like, and I love Star Wars, so just being in the environment is always cool for me. Think about the, the average person in a star wars movie most of them get shot dude they like they have two yeah, seconds like they go pew, pew, and then so it's like accurate like you're just a regular dude uh, you'd probably be one of the guys at the uh computers at on the bridge probably until the bridge gets raided and then you, yeah you wouldn't <laughs> even pull out a pistol you'd be done and then me i'd probably be like um yeah, a grunt i just get my sh- head shot off before i killed anybody that would be my star wars story dude my my saga would be I pop up from my fucking foxhole, get a laser through the forehead, and that was it. That's it. Yeah. I didn't even that's, see a that's Jedi. Your story. That's it. That's the end of my Jedi. Or I don't know. If story. somebody Nick, you you said the old battlefronts were better. So did you play a lot of the old battlefronts? Yeah, I used to play the shit out of them. Um, and were they the really think, that much better than no. the current one? Um they were better, but not like revolutionary better. I think um, that the for the time think, they were better, because look at what you were up against at that at that time there wasn't really a lot exactly yeah i think another thing is that like the reason why it's better like a lot of people the reason why this one got a lot of hate is obviously like the loot boxes right Mm -hmm. um everyone know like loot boxes and especially the pay to win loot boxes like your grenade has a bigger explosion and the time to explode is quicker and well they have the card system there where you can get levels you upgrade your cards and they give you they they improve abilities that you have yeah the loot box system was a huge problem and that it was a definitive i mean we'll look back on this game as the moment where things were different because that was like if it could have gone one way or the other we could have had every triple a game doing that loot box mobile game microtransaction bullshit but it's when people said no yeah they, they, said they drew a yes, line really. in the sand and yeah. said nope we're not doing this yeah. and things have kind of corrected since then they've been a lot better a I lot better yeah not in the mobile world not but. in the mobile world but in the triple a so your indies yeah. are, are rarely like that you know they're you're safe there but in the triple a like we could have in an alternate reality where people didn't put their foot down like we could be living in a world where triple yeah. a looks very different yeah days. absolutely i remember uh, when fallen order came out um they were like as as a feature yeah. no <laughs> no uh mini transaction no, or micro no micro tra- yeah that that the, became like a footnote yeah. in like the promotional material for games like no micro transactions yeah. like something that they would advertise because people were just so sick of that Absolutely. Why don't you, what, Bobby? Why don't they just make a good game and sell a ton of copies? Well, they they're doing that. They made yeah. Rogue Squadron. No, they know. made Fallen Order. Facetious. I I just I gotta play those games. I gotta I gotta finish Fallen Order, and I really do want to check out Rogue Squadron. How are you gonna play Fallen Order? 
I don't know. See, that's the problem. I'd have to start it all over again because the last time I played it off of your account. I don't know what the status of my EA account is. I still Mm -hmm. have to look that up. Yeah. Every time you talk about this, I'm like, fucking it. Yeah, it's fun. I want to, like the uh, Wave Survival, uh, two-player co-op, Wave Survival. Have you played that, Bobby? In In Star Wars. uh, Battlefront? Yeah, Battlefront. No. It was the first thing that came out uh, when Hmm. there was kind of like a, yeah, you could do that. There's a bunch of shit, dude. Well, what I've noticed, okay, so if you do want to play this game, Wednesday is triple XP day. So everybody jumps on and joins. Uh, If you play that game any other day, it's really hard to get into any match other than supremacy, which is like the default 40 versus 40 or the co-op or maybe heroes versus villains, which is the 4v4. But you can't get into the Starfighter matches. You can't get into Ewok Hunt. You can't get into like all the other play modes because just nobody's playing them. Ewok hunt sounds terrible, dude. You're like you're fucking hunting them down. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played it. <laughs> you um, Ewoks by the dozen. It's so funny if you look at our our highlights, which is the things that we played this week. It's all just the shit that we play. Um, Nick, I probably all of my gaming time that wasn't into um, battle battle neck mech, mech battle mech warrior mech warrior five five. Uh, everything that wasn't that was Barney of Isaac this week. I am obsessed. Oh, really? Tell me, if you have this, I'm going to be so impressed. Tell me you've beaten Greedier with The Lost. The Lost? Is that the one that only gets one health? He gets zero health. He has no heart. Zero health, yeah. The little, no, the little ghost. Not. Okay. I am obsessed with getting it done, dude. But you, you know how like, up. you know how you get a little negative? Get it done now. Now that you mention it, all right, try to get it. All right. Done. I'll race. No, but we're going to ruin the podcast if we're trying to do this. Um, you know, the thing that says like negative, how many, how many runs you haven't beat the game with, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? I'm at, I'm at like yeah, yeah. negative 240 right now. Oh shit. Dude, yeah. Are you serious? Well, I restart a lot. If I don't get a good start at the beginning, it's impossible. So yeah, that's especially with the lost. Yeah, the you have to get is, some like denying uh, denying items for the lost. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But I want to get it done, and I find it. I am obsessed. I'm obsessed right now with getting that done. And I tell myself I'm only going to do like three tries, and then it ends up being like thirty tries. Anyway, what have you been doing with Binary Isaac? So I mean, I'm only, I'm not playing Repentance, which is unfortunate. Why not? Like, I want to. Because it's not out for PlayStation 5, and all my save and everything is on PlayStation 5. Is it coming to PlayStation 5? Yeah, in September. Oh, uh, okay. Which is which is annoying. But, um... So, me, so me and Leslie like to play games together. There are some games that I, I, I won't play, and there's some games I will play, like, with her. Um, like, I watched her play Ratchet and Clank for a lot, but, um, like, the game that we always can come back to, like, 100% of the time... Is Ratchet and Clank? I mean, is uh, is Binding of Isaac? So I am with Sam, hundred percent. It's, it's so good, <laughs> like goddamn. Um, what I wanted to talk about it is, uh, have you ever just ran into something that you've never experienced in the game, even though you have like thousands of hours in it? Yeah, it happens. It happens regularly. I would say once a month, so, I'll see some shit that had never happened before. Maybe. Have you ever been to the error room? Yeah, oh yeah, a bunch of times. But not, okay, so not just the normal error room, but the error room where it's, it has the main developer in the middle. Yeah. And then it has the black market in it as well. The black market? 
Yeah. What do you? What Have you do ever you, been to the black market? Well, yeah. What's the currency in there? I've been there like Hearts. twice. Hearts. Hearts. Okay. Yeah, I've been there like tw- maybe once. Yeah, I've been there. I though. was. I was looking. I was looking it up. The chances of that happening is like, like impossible. And it was. It Leslie fell asleep. We were playing, and I was playing as uh, Lazarus. And I was like, what the, like, this is, there's no way that this is even possible. And, uh, yeah, I looked it up and like the chances of those like random events occurring at the same time is like bar none. Damn. Yep. It's a great fucking game. I've been screaming about this game for the last eight years. (laughs) It's good. And a lot of people, they play it and they're like, they try to beat mom and that's the whole game for them. Just. Every once in a while, they try to beat mom, and that's it. And there is how much? How much is there after mom? Or Nick? Like so? Like mom becomes repetitive. Oh, for the first time in over like two hundred and fifty playthroughs, I died to mom. Huh? It does happen if you get there weak. It could happen. It, no, I had like eight fucking health. What happened? Like eight hearts. I I just don't know. I don't know if like it was just rust or something, but I just it was bad. Yeah, she's easy. I mean, she's easy yeah. now, but if you're yeah. a first time player or even in your first month or two, she seems impossible. But now I, I yeah. use really rarely get hit when I'm playing her. All right. Yeah. Um. Yep. Biden of Isaac's good. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Bobby, should we talk? Yeah, let's talk yeah, about. Let's hear about this shit. The Street Fighter miniature game. So, thank you so much, John, for picking this up for me. It is one, maybe one of the most thoughtful gifts I've ever received, honestly. Because he asked me, he's like, he's like, do you want me to tell you? He wanted to tell me the entire time what it was because it was going to get there after he left. Unfortunately, the timing didn't work out, and so he's like, do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you? I was like, no, no, no. And then finally, I was like, all right. He's not going to be here when I open it, so it might as well tell me. And so he's like, what game did you play in the arcade the most? And I was like, Street Fighter. He's like, what else did you play? And I was like, like, not a lot more, dude. Like, maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the four-player stuff. It was Street Fighter. That's what I played. That's all I played. Uh, Because I thought he was fishing for something else other than Street Fighter. I was like, shit, I hope he didn't buy, like, Streets of Rage or of some sort and like you know that's what because mortal combat i didn't yeah. want this yeah yeah yeah. but uh eventually he he was like okay this is what i got you and i was like oh sounds cool what showed up like was so much better than what i was expecting um i don't know what he paid but it everything from the ground up when you take this apart is it's quality. Every single thing you touch, everything from the cards to the figurines to the models to the play sets to the every every single thing is like quality. There's nothing where you're like, oh, this is cheap. And I always look for that for some reason. I don't know. I'm always looking for like where they cut corners and stuff like that. No cutting corners. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got to I got to guess that this thing was at least one hundred dollars for the for the for the core set. And then he got me the uh, expansion pack as well. So, uh, it was, uh, it's very good. So it's also a game. <laughs> Let's get to that part. Uh, it's complicated, Bobby. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a tabletop game with cards and miniatures, and you're simulating the Street Fighter fights. And you can do 1v1. You can do up to six players, though. You can have a whole brawl. We just played a very short game that we didn't even finish. That was 1v1, just to get an idea of it. I played as Ryu. You played as Zangief. And the characters, they have their own individual decks that really cater towards the character's play style. So yeah. with Ryu, he had a lot of ranged combos. Um, it, what I was surprised about this game, it, I shouldn't have been surprised by it, but what did surprise me was that we really acted out a lot of the situations that happens in the actual video game. It was incredible. Once I yeah. realized that, that that's what was happening, I was like, Oh shit, what we're doing right now is fighting over the corner, which is huge in Street Fighter. When you're in the corner, it's a huge disadvantage. So Bobby pushed me into a wall, and then I walked around him and pushed him into the wall. And Zangief really goes, you know, his whole thing, it seems like to me, is doing that pushing him into tables, pushing people around, moving them around, jostle them around, throws, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so that's what I did. I was, poor Ryu, dude. I was ragdolling him all over the walls, pushing him into the walls, pushing him into tables, all kinds of shit. I was like, Bobby, I'm fucking you up. And then at a certain point, he's like, all right, I really need to, like, focus on getting away from you. So he got, like, five spaces away from me, and I could only move two spaces on regularly. And he just unloaded. He did a... I thought you well, could. I did, only... I did what Ryu's often do in the video games. I I stood way far back and I just kept throwing fireballs. Yep, <laughs> but he comboed them, so I couldn't block. Re- well, I can try to block, but it just, they just kept landing. So he did a five hit combo, four hit combo of fireballs. But I was up against the wall, so I'm taking the fireball damage, and I'm also getting hit by the by it, the wall that he's pushing me into because each of his fireball has knockback. So. I was like, shit, I'm fucked up in the corner. And then uh, I think after that, I like did a rage. And so I ran five spaces over to him and pushed him into a table. And that's where we're at right now. So, so something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, so it really did feel like we were acting out what actual fights in the video game feel are like. like. So yeah. the characters are really well designed. Um, this game was a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. So we put a, we pulled out the rule book, very big, very well illustrated rule book. And um, they, they kept on being things where we weren't sure of and we'd search all over. couldn't really find the answer to it. So I think we may need to look at YouTube. There's, there's some pretty quick videos that outline just the basics of this. But there is a lot. So when you attack somebody... Um, it's the, the, car, the card is face down. You don't know what it's going to be. And then the character who's defending, they can decide if they want to block, counterattack, or play an event. And yeah. then there, all sorts of things can happen from there, uh, depending on what you do. And there's a lot of um, strategy to it as well. So you can bait attacks. You can pretend like you're going to attack, but it turns out to be a bait um, and you can, you can call, like you can bait the bait and it, there's all sorts of things you can do with this. It's very, very strategic. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of event cards that a lot of the characters share, like they have the same ones, but then there's specific ones to that character. And then of course they have their big special power moves. They've got like, in the whole deck, I think Ultra. there's like two, two power moves. And then the one that's on their player card, that's like the big, big one. So you're constantly building up your meters 
uh, trying to oh wow uh, build that up so you can land that that big powerful attack. So each yeah, so you have a game board, you have miniatures, you have little things like uh, tables, uh, chicken coops. What's funny is like if you push somebody into a chicken coop, the kid's chicken coop gets destroyed, and so it's out of the game. But the tables stay, so you can really like. You can literally put them in a corner where they can't go right or left, or it's it's harder for them to move um, if you get them in an actual corner. Um, we were playing in an alleyway. We're in Chun. I thought this was so great. We're in Chun Li's level. So, you know, there's like little Chinese shops on either side. And we don't have very much game space. It's like um, yeah. four spaces. Probably not by. a good map for Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was yeah. definitely good for me, it's dude. Zangief. I just. <laughs> Oh, ragdoll! He's down to like six health right now. From, I think I was at seven or eight health. You from were at, twenty-five. Yeah, from twenty-five, and then you started with twenty-seven health, but I think you were down to twelve. Yeah, something like that. He comboed this shit. He did like fourteen points in one level, and it and one. And if you think about how that goes in a Street Fighter match, you know, Ryu's trying to jump away. He's trying to move away. He's throwing fireballs. He's throwing fireballs. I'm doing everything I can to keep up with him. That's what we did. And then uh, Ryu will be, build up a meter, and then hopefully he unleashes a big attack, and that's how mm-hmm. he can mitigate some of Zang. It just played out like the game, and I, it's so good. I can't wait to uh, yeah. keep playing and play with more people. It It is a lot more competitive than I thought it would be, too. So a lot of strategy and very competitive, not very casual. Like, it's a real... Um, I, I can't imagine what this would be like with more players. But like you really have to think about what you're doing and how you're going to play your cards and whether you're going to block or attack and like it in each character. I I would love to try out different characters too and figure out their play styles. And then once you know a character and their play style, I'm sure it's easier to play against them. I didn't think there was any way you were coming back and then you just went ape shit on me. So that that's mm-hmm. good that that's possible, you know. And that's a credit to Bobby's decision making because you can you have two actions per per turn you can spend those actions in a lot of different ways you can draw more cards that could be an action you can move that's an action or you can attack and that's an action and bobby did a lot of card drawing because he he went down low and i was like all right well uh, that doesn't make i didn't know that he could combo fucking four or five times on me and he did I'm looking at the characters that they have so far. So in the base set, you get Ryu, Chun-Li, Ken, Zangief, and I think that's it? No, I think you get Saget and Vega, too. Oh, okay. There's six of them. And then I, mean, I saw I saw Vega, like I saw the model for Vega, so yeah, yeah. I figured you'd get them, too. Yeah, it looked like there were other ones that they were going to be coming out with. Yeah, they got Balrog, Work in Progress. But, yeah, all these characters, I would really switch it up. And if the game doesn't cool. sound fun or whatever, like it's not your thing, <clears throat> it's almost worth the price of admission just for the figurines. They are high quality, absolutely high quality. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, a, I have one question about about it. As far as like in your personal experience, do you think that your experience with magic helps you interpret some of the rules? Uh, that's why I was thinking, because Bobby did the favor of reading all the rules and stuff. Because uh, I, Bobby, what's my life like, dude? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just putting Pretty out hectic. fires. Baby, fucking dishes, fucking dog, fucking go outside, do this thing, do the, you know, I'm running around. And Bobby's reading the, the, 
the rules. <clears throat> because of magic, I think maybe if I would have read it, it maybe I would have got it a little faster, but I don't know. I, didn't I, I don't know, because when we played the Binding of Isaac game, <laughs> there were yeah. a lot of similarities. There were a lot of parallels between to magic. those. Yeah, between yeah. magic. Because I, I remember I learned Binding of Isaac first and then later learned magic, and I thought, oh, yeah. Binding of Isaac, the, the card game, makes so much more sense now. Like, yeah, dude. When, when I try to explain, no, do it at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. Right before your turn starts, do your action right at the end of your turn. That way you just reset it and you have your, it's available the entire time and you could, people are like, they just don't get it. Mm-hmm. But in magic, that's common. You, if you have something that does one damage when you tap it, you do it at the end of your turn because yeah. you never know what your opponent's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, would you recommend this, Bobby? Oh yeah, Definitely. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're a Street Fighter fan, it's it's some quality quality material here. Really fun game. Just need people to play with. Yep, absolutely. Thanks again, John. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yep. All right. So, uh, Nick, you've been playing more Tarkov? Yep, I've been playing more Tarkov, and uh, I've gotten to the point where um, the game like slows down a shit ton. And uh, I will say, uh, it's starting to lose its vigor. Um, I'm now at the point where, like, I'll really only play the game if, like, one of my friends are on and they're asking me to play. Do you guys have any games like that where, like, you've played it so much that you can't really play it anymore? But, like, if someone says, hey, can you play with me or, like, can you try this with me? Do you guys hop on? Well, you were saying the la- last week. You were saying this is the second coming of Christ, and uh, now now well, they it's had more? the they had the wipe, right? So yeah, so yeah. Well, here's the thing. So my dumbass, I like to burn myself out really quick because I'll play like three and a half hours and stay up until one in the morning, and like only get four hours of sleep. And so, like the big thing was that like they moved the flea market. And they delayed it, so now you have to be level 20 to be on the flea market. And the flea market's, like, one of the biggest things that makes you level up fat, like, easier to play the game. Like, you have a serious advantage if you get access to it. And now that I have it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring now. Like, Hmm. so it's it's really weird. Huh. You got burnt out, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really what it is. Um, That's why I love MechWarrior so much. I, I mean, I, I'm definitely not burnt out on, like, DRG or thing, games like that. But I do wait until people want to play them before I play them. I don't just play them on my own. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends. I'll show you. No, no. I was but, taking a dig at Bobby. Oh, But he has oh. to. You have to play with randos in order to get high skill ceiling players, right? You can't do. Nobody on the DLG is, like high as you are what in deep rock galactic yeah. yeah i mean that's not a super competitive game so it's not i don't know it's not really that important that i play with randos to play the high level content eh, maybe it is a little bit yeah well you need mine yeah deep rock Galactic. I, i'm surprised how long it's been since i played that game as much as i love that game it has been forever since i played it so, did we end up getting any uh, uh, listener questions? I don't think so. I'm checking right now. Yeah, this could be the one week we don't have any listener questions. Okay. Let me talk a little bit about DLGCon. 
Um, This would be the third one that we do. It's going to be the third one that we do. Uh, It's a little get-together that we do amongst our listeners. Um, They're usually not that big, you know, 10 to 15 people. Uh, This year, it's going to be in Las Vegas. Um, Cricket Soldier is doing a lot of the groundwork for me, uh, for us, and he's helping us out. Um, He put up a couple... He said that, you know, things are becoming unavailable and other things are becoming available and so you know new houses are always popping up um but we're working on it um roughly it would be the uh first weekend of november if you want to come meet bobby and i not nick because he sucks um and you know spend the weekend with us a lot of game playing a lot of like Tabletop game playing, a lot of video game playing, like couch co-op stuff. We always get a pool, a lot of alcohol, food. JP Diddy will be on the ones and twos when it comes to the cooking. And, uh, yeah, it's always a good time. We've never had a bad one. Uh, We are two for two. So if any of that sounds awesome to you, uh, head to um, dlgaming.net and uh, get to our Discord and get to DLGCon planning. That's where you want to go. Also, stop by our Patreon and um, look at those things. Yeah, and don't, and don't forget, that. like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, that <coughs> if there is a game you want us to review, if you're a third-tier member on uh, our Patreon, we'll review it. Um, it'll be more of an in-depth review than the Game of the Week, and most likely it'll replace the Game of the Week for that week. So Yeah, and you, yeah, could, we'll, you, could, do it for, you could go to the third tier for one month and then pop back down to $10 tier. Uh, yeah. Just to reiterate what you get at the different tiers, uh, I'm probably going to mess all this up, but at $5, you get the green name in our Discord, um, that which comes with a, a few more privileges than just randos. Um, what else do you get at the $5 tier? We kind of packed the $5 tier. That's where we, we wanted everybody. Uh, $10 tier, you get a t-shirt once a year um, that you get to choose. And then, so here we go. Um, promoted live role oh yeah you can promote your whatever you do when you're playing on discord if you're streaming you could just put um whatever you're streaming and people could just click straight onto that um access to movies on the dl well yeah we're gonna have to update this uh that's the other thing i want to plug movies on the dl go check that out uh they can find it at dlgaming.net right bobby do we know? Not really, no. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really added that to our, our webpage Maybe yet. Maybe we really should. Okay, anywhere you can get podcasts, look up DL Gaming. I mean, uh, movies on the DL. Movies on the DL. Wherever podcasts are found. Yep. And uh, that's been growing great. Uh, I think every month we're getting like 20% increase mm-hmm. from what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> so getting that's pretty cool. listeners there. It's uh, That one's bi-weekly, so one every two weeks. Um, but yeah, the... We we do that so we don't have to talk about movies on this podcast anymore. Yeah, pretty much. So if you want the movie talk, it's over there. Um, you get access to exclusive coverage of DLG events. I think that's more Discord access to different um, pages. Uh, priority given to call-in and um, listener questions, stuff like that. And entry into the High Score Hall of Fame, which is on our website. <coughs> I haven't shielded out like this in a while, but we're out of stuff to talk about, Bobby. <laughs> Well, what's everybody playing next week? We're going to be talking about Mercenaries 5, or MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries. Yep. And 
God, other, th- other than that, I don't know. I keep saying this. I want to get back into Darkest Dungeon, but I know that's not going to happen, right? Um, th- I have not played. I have like 100%ed that game pretty much, except for the... DLCs. No, the last DLC, The Color of Madness, Uh-oh. which I've heard is not very good. Yeah. Compared to the other ones, at least. But, and I've never played the multiplayer either, the Butcher's Circus. I, I'd like to check that out, but I don't know. It, it was such a great single-player game, I can't imagine the multiplayer really adds much. Do you owe them? I mean, do you own them? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The multiplayer one, the Butcher's Circus, is free. Uh, Color okay. of Madness, I picked up on sale for a co- couple of bucks just because. Yeah. Um, Nick? Uh, Mac Warrior, and I think I'm going to play Darkwood and play with Leslie. Because we like playing horror games together. We played Res- a couple of Resident Evils together. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to get into a little more VR. It's just so frustrating setting it up every time. Switching accounts. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that. And then, uh, what else? Uh, I might check out the demo for that uh, Gladiator game. So that might be cool. And then, of course, Mac Warrior. Hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking for Bobby... Nick and myself, big robot titties. Bye bye. I mean, if you put titties on your Mac, that's that's just rude, right? <laughs> you can paint your Mac. You can. Yeah. Boy, is the fucking the story and the voiceovers terrible, man. <laughs>